This is it. Here we go. We're rolling episode 212. Nope, that's not right. That'll be next week. 211 of No Laugh Track Podcasts. <laughs> this is Justin Severson. I am the host of this. We're here at Acme Comedy Company. And uh, thank you, Circle of Heat, as always, for uh, letting us play some music of yours there at the beginning. My guest this week has uh, never been, uh, I don't even know if she's been to Acme before. I'm going to find that out. But I know she and I have never sat here together. So it's a first-time guest. Excited. Here we go, Martha Kelly. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I um I have been to Acme before, but it was a long time ago. And you just sat in the audience. Uh, I just drove by <laughs> actually. Drove by. <laughs> uh, it was like 2003, I think. Um, and I featured, and it was before I quit drinking, so it was a very different experience. Okay. Than, than this has been so far. So okay. yeah. Who was uh Who was headlining that week? Do you remember? Um, I can't, I can't remember who I worked with. I know I came here twice. I featured here twice. Um, I only know one, one of the times my friend John Evans was the, oh yeah, the host just because he lived here at the time. And, yes. Um, I haven't seen him around here in a while. I think he lives in Pittsburgh now. Okay. And, um, yeah. And then. I can't. Re- I don't even. I should know, but I, <laughs> I w- really drank a lot, which is why why I don't drink anymore. Sure. So, <laughs> I can't remember who I worked with. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that uh, you have a lot of stories to start out like that. Um, well, those were my drinking days, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of boring drinking stories. <laughs> I wasn't really like a crazy drunk but that's also it's a good thing i quit because it just it's just boring if you're an alcoholic then you at some point it becomes that you have to drink not that you want to and then it's just the same thing every night and it's really it just feels like you're flushing time down the toilet you know yeah i i didn't i wasn't meaning to get into a a, a drinking thing but that just uh jostled something in my mind here about Four years ago, mm-hmm. I drank more than I ever have in my life. These days, maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I was playing softball, so I'd drink softball night this summer. Right. Other than that, like, just I don't really sit at home and have them anymore. It's just not... My yeah. body doesn't like it that much. Right. I easily get a headache. I need a lot of sleep after I drink. Right. It's not something. But uh, four, five, five years ago, it's five years ago now, I was drinking every day. Like yeah. anywhere from three to a dozen, probably, every day. Min- right. Guaranteed minimum, minimum of three. I went to work one day, and a buddy of mine conf- uh, confided in me that he'd been going to AA. Wow. Wasn't telling people. Yeah. So then I started looking at myself. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you didn't have a problem, did you? And he goes, well, you know, I was hiding bottles of booze underneath the toilet lid. <laughs> and... When we'd go out, yeah, in my house, my wife wouldn't see. And when we would go out to like a baseball game with my family, I would have to stop at the gas station so I could buy a Mountain Dew, dump half of it out and make a mixed drink. Right. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, but I mean, I don't do any of that stuff. I just, you know, I have three to uh, seven, eight, nine. And I left that day thinking, maybe I do have a problem. Like, that's more than I should be i'm not hiding things but right well um for well first of all the reason i laughed when you said he was hiding it in the toilet tank is because that is like very classic alcoholic and and the funny even it's sad but it's funny to to other alcoholics that we can do that and still be like it's not that bad (laughs) i'm not that bad um but there are some people who just go through periods of heavy drinking and then if they think that it's a problem they can pull back whereas for me i kept trying to slow down and and instead i kept drinking more and i just couldn't control it Mm. at all yeah and uh yeah so like the last year my drinking I spent a lot of time planning, okay, I'm only going to drink once a week or once a month or once a year. <laughs> I'm going to get this under control. And then that night, that very night, I would get drunk again and just be like, how did the, how does this keep happening? Mm-hmm. You know? 
So there's a big there's a big difference between people who go through a phase of drinking more than they feel is healthy versus being an alcoholic. Yeah. You know? Plus the peer pressure of all those damn comics at the clubs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, and like also when we're young, it's nor- it's kind of normal to drink when you socialize and mm-hmm. if you're if you have a job where you socialize almost every night, you know, it can just seem like normal. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm lucky that I that I quit and then I'm still sober cuz it's most alcoholics don't stay sober. Right. So right, right. And I don't knock on wood. I don't I'm not guaranteed I will forever, but I hope so. Yeah. Congrats. So, well, thanks. It's really been other people that helped me do it, you know. So sure. I'm sure this the, this is the barrel of laughs people were hoping for when they listened to a comic. Absolutely. <laughs> let tell me your worst. Di- no, I'm kidding. Um, no, let's talk about. Uh, so today is Thursday, and you were here last night. Yes. How'd it go? It was really fun. The crowd. I remember the crowds at Acme being really, really nice, and they totally were. So it was fun. And then um, Mike, the MC, and Pat, the feature, were really good and really nice and so it was fun and then they had a few guys in the contest oh yeah and and, uh they were good so it was really fun did you ever do any of those contests yeah i I did i did um in austin they have the funniest person in austin contest Mm -hmm. so i did it in 2000 a few months after i moved there and i um god knows why i won so i never (laughs) i never did it again but I did do a couple seasons auditioning for Last Comic Standing, and it was <laughs> pretty bad. Did, so, they, did they show you on the show? The first season, they did show one of my jokes, and they showed Joe Rogan, who was one of the judges, saying something really nice. Oh. So uh, I even though I didn't advance past that semi-final round, it was still, I didn't, they didn't make me look terrible. But I think the other two years that I auditioned, I don't think they even showed me because I just didn't do well. <laughs> and uh, also, I hated being on camera in the <laughs> offstage stuff. So <laughs> everyone, you—you—that's the majority of people. Like, why do yeah. they make us mingle forcibly? Mingle in this back room? Yeah, and, and not look, make it not look awkward. Yeah, it was not. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> didn't enjoy it. But um, the first season was fun. Yeah, I uh, I asked you beforehand about. You told me you had a car here, and yeah. I asked if you rented a car, and you said actually you drove here. I drove here from Austin. It took me three days because I have my dog and my kitten, and I didn't want to subject them to like twelve hour a day. You know, I could have done it in two days, but um, the kitten, his name's Henry. He's like three and a half months old. He doesn't mind riding in the car, so. Mostly he sits in the back seat with the dog, but occasionally he'll just silently appear right next to me. <laughs> so you let them roam free in the car? Yeah. Because he is so mellow. Like, I, I had four cats for a long time before him, and uh, none of them, I wouldn't let any of them roam free in the car because they would go bonkers. Oh, yeah. You know? I remember yeah. my mom, used, they had a cat that used, they used to have to basically tranquilize it to get yeah. it to the vet. Yeah, a lot of cats go nuts when you just put them in the carrier, you oh, yeah. know. But Henry's just really he's really weird cuz he was um his someone found him and the rest of his litter mates had died, so they just found him next to them Aww. in the bushes, no no mother cat, don't know what happened to her. And um, he barely made it, you know, and he was only a couple weeks old. Yeah. Um, And uh, so I think that he and he so he instantly where he was being fostered before I got him, he was um, bonding with the dogs because they were the only other pets there. Yeah. And then he's crazy about my dog. He's now he's kind of crazy about all dogs. And I think that just has made him a little different. (laughs) Yeah. Have you done the type of traveling driving with pets for that distance before um it's been a long time like the only 
Uh, one time I drove from L.A. to Austin when I moved there the second time. I drove with my dog and I had four cats at the time. And that was they did not enjoy that. And I only did it because we were moving. I wouldn't have taken them on the road for a road trip. You're, you're risking um, some bad accidents in the backseat of your car. Well, um, I had for the for that trip, I had really big. I rented a SUV and I because um, I didn't have a car and I bought giant dog kennels and two cats in each kennel with food oh, yeah. and water and litter boxes. So um, but they were mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there were, before I quit drinking, I did the road from, I think, the spring of 2002 until um, close to summer 2003. And, um, and because I was featuring, you don't make much money, and I couldn't always afford to pay someone to dog sit, so I would take my dog, Buddy. And he was better than the cats, but he didn't like it. He chewed through every one of my seatbelts in my car, except... <laughs> The driver's one because I could cover it with my hand, but yeah. all the others, I'd be driving and he'd I'd see him in the rearview mirror and tell him to stop, and he knew that I couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know I uh, I've never done one of those like cross country road trips. My family didn't do that. I haven't done yeah. that with my family. Um, what I'm saying is, feel sorry for me. I've never done that. But uh, well, you may have dodged a bullet. Yeah, right. Pro- probably. <laughs> Probably, but uh, I do know that you know even taking a two-hour drive somewhere, like the you get on the highway and you see those rest areas. It's a great place to stop, stretch your legs. Yeah. What do you do? You let the cat out to run around? No, but I was thinking I should try a harness and leash because occasionally people have a cat that will walk on a leash. I've, that's what you know? I was getting to. Yeah. So I might, I should do that just to see if he would wanna, if he would wanna walk around. Um, but I probably won't take him. The only other time I'll take him is when I, I have to move to California in September for a few months for work. Yeah, and I'll take I'll drive. We'll drive there from Austin. But okay. maybe I'll get a leash for him before then and see how he. A likes leash it. on a cat is hilarious. Yeah, in yeah. and of itself, it really is. It's the cats are so weird. Most of them hate it, which it's hard to understand why they. <laughs> Why they hate it, but they do. No, it, so. it, we when I was a kid, we my my parents got a we got a cat, and I wanted to take it for a walk <laughs> to see yeah. if it would do that. It, yeah, yeah, impossible. Yeah, I had it had a, a little harness. Yeah, impossible. My cat Fat Bear, who looked a lot like <laughs> my cat Henry, the new cat, and she was so great. She looked like a little round teddy bear. That's why I called her that, but. She would. I bought a harness for her because she insisted on going outside and would run out if I opened the door just to come in and out. So I got a harness and a leash, and when I put the harness on, she would start purring. As soon as I attached the leash, she would flop over and refuse to get up. Oh. Yeah, but she liked the harness. She some bling. Yeah, she was really... <laughs> it's weird. Cats are really weird. <laughs> They're super weird. So I got before I forget this, I uh, it's going to change subjects here a bit. But you mentioned that Pat Patrick Sussmilch, yeah, who is featuring for you. This yeah, week, I got to listen to part of he, he has a his first album came out recently. Oh, cool! And uh, I want to promote something. I am not connected to this in any way, but I think it's super cool for people like me and any other comedy fans. That yeah. There's a new app that came out like today. I just downloaded it. It's called Laugh.ly, and it is Pandora for comedy. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it has, uh, you can search people by name, you can search by topics, if you're just looking for a joke about a certain top, cats, for example. (laughs) Uh, And by the way, Patrick Sussmilch has plenty of good cat jokes, and and then you can search albums. And there was yeah. a part that said new releases, and I was searching through there, and our local guy, Patrick Sussmilch's oh. album came up. I thought that was really cool. So yeah. I, I promise you I'm not connected in any way. I'm just advertising something yeah. that I think is cool for comedy fans. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I will get that up. You should. Sure. Yeah. You should. Who would you search? Um, there's so many that I love, but I would for sure search... Another Minnesotan, um, Maria Bamford, mm-hmm. and um, Patton Oswalt, uh, 
Paul F. Tompkins, like a bunch of Jackie Cation. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sp- spacey right now, That's but why, there's hey, just a you, ton. Have you done Jackie's podcast? No, I haven't lived in the same city with her since she started doing it. Not, okay. I'm not. I don't mean to presume that she would have me on, but just I'm friends with her and I love her. But I ha- no, I haven't done it. Oh, okay, because I was, was going to ask you what your uh, dorkdom. You know, she has people talk about. Yeah, her. I should. Um, I'm not sure if my. I don't sure. I'm not sure if I have the right kind of dorkness uh, <laughs> for it, it, you. Dig that. deep enough. Everyone has something. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a nerd, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's interesting <laughs> my version of being a nerd, but anyway, yeah, she's so funny and the, great. She's yeah, very, she's very funny. Been on this podcast several times. One of my favorite uh, guests here. So I. Since you haven't been on this show before, I always feel like somebody's first time we should talk about how you became who you are as a comedian. Like, uh, where did you start? Well, let, me, let me start over there. Where did okay. you grow up? I grew up in Torrance, California, California, which is about 23 miles south of L.A. Okay. And the first time I went to an open mic was at the Laugh Factory in L.A., and it was... I was like 24, I think. What were you doing at the time? Um, I was working as a receptionist at an interior design firm. Um, and uh, it went, my very first time it went really well. And part of it is because they said, hey, this is your first time. Like whenever people introduce you as being your first time, usually the audience is kind of is more supportive. Mm-hmm. And then the next week I went back with completely different material and bombed. That's brave. So, well, I thought at the time that, um, oh, I should do different material every single time I go Because everyone stage. does that, right? Yeah. That I, yeah, I just didn't. I also, <laughs> I also thought, um, okay, if it goes well a couple weeks in a row... Probably a talent scout from the Tonight Show will come out. This was Johnny Carson was still the host, Mm -hmm. and then probably I'll get on there, and within a couple months I'll probably be as famous as Roseanne Barr. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I just didn't know anything about. (laughs) I remember in line for the open mic hearing someone talk about a comic who was just starting to have success after doing it for seven years, and they were saying that that was really fast. And I, in my mind, I was like, fast? Seven months would be a long time to me. Like, that's what I thought. Right. I didn't have any understanding of it. So I bombed really, really badly the second time I went up. And I didn't do it again for a year. Okay. And then I bombed and didn't do it again for a year. And I did that for like four or five years where I would just do it once and it was so painful that I it would take a year to work up the nerve. Yeah, again. in the in the years in between, were you telling people I'm never doing that again, ever? No, I I just uh, I just felt like I wasn't I I didn't know if I was ever going to really be able to do it. Um, but was I, there anyone I still encouraging wanted you? to. I didn't tell a lot of people oh. because uh, <laughs> I'm weird and I didn't want people to know i didn't want my friends to come i always think it's really ballsy when people have a bunch of their friends and coworkers come to an open mic um and i don't have that kind of i i still don't really like it when non-comedian friends come to shows because i feel more nervous uh-huh. than in front of strangers but uh i finally moved into a neighborhood where there was an open mic in west l.a and uh, my sister happened to work at the coffee shop where the open mic was. So that's how I found out about it, just visiting her. Uh-huh. And it was in the neighborhood I lived in. And so I started going there and I, I figured out if I drank before I performed, then that helped a lot with the stage fright. Mm-hmm. And then the audience at that place was mostly comics, whereas at the Laugh Factory, it was mostly tourists. Oh, okay. And so... At a regular club, a lot of times the audience responds more to confidence than, um, it, like, you could go up with the same material and if you're confident, get a better reaction than if you're nervous. But with comics, 
they just want to hear something they've never heard before. Yeah. So it was really, everybody was really encouraging of each other. And like people would try new stuff every week. And that's where I met Zach Galifianakis. And um, that's where I met Maria Bamford and Tig and like all these, this was in 98. Okay. So all these people that I, that I love and admire, you know, and, uh, it w- and then I just drank before I went up and <laughs> and in a short while developed a full-time drinking problem <laughs> that I didn't think was a problem because I just drank light beer and I didn't, yeah, I didn't really get in trouble when I drank, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was fun. F- it was very fun for a while, for sure. Yeah. When, uh, when did you start hitting the road? Um, I'd been doing it almost four years and, uh. So I was, I'd moved to Austin. I started in 98. That's when I really started. Uh And then I moved to Austin in 2000 and then, um, did that contest. And after I won, I was like, well, now I can't try new material anymore because people will be like, Hey, you're not that funny. And you're supposed to be the funniest person in Austin. Like I was very self-centered and (laughs) weird so I kind of didn't work on it for a while, and I just was a full-time pet sitter, and I would hang out with my comic friends and drink, but not do a lot of shows. And then finally in 2002, I was like, this is my favorite thing in the world. I want to do it. And I asked the um, manager at Cap City Comedy Club in Austin mm-hmm. if she would be my... Um, manager because she booked some comics on the road okay. at the time. I don't, I don't think she does anymore and she's one of the owners now. But she said yes and then um, I did a festival and from that I got to do Conan and then I entered a Comedy Central contest and in 2002 and then that I again God knows how I won that and then went to Montreal and uh, was like all this exciting stuff. And my the way I dealt with it was I just drank more and more because I was scared, like, what's happening? And, and that, like, I'm not really going to be good enough for these opportunities, like that kind of fear. And, uh, and then I just... That's when I though. That's when I started doing the road. Okay. Yeah, that was the original question. I'm sorry, I, I worked in every possible brag. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that I could. The, sorry. Uh, I, th- this podcast encourages bragging and name dropping. Just okay. So you know, that's n- nothing wrong with that. Well, I did meet Don Knotts at an airport. Here we go. Oh, that's not true. I didn't meet him. I saw him. I was a kid. I saw him at LAX. And he looked terrified, so I didn't have the heart to go up to him because I had heard he was afraid of crowds, you know? You, you know, when I picture, I don't, my picture of Don Knotts is he's wearing the uh, kerchief. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Furley? Yes. Yeah. He was so great. A patterned kerchief. Yeah. <laughs> he he's w- so, he was so great. He was so great. Uh, I, I want to go back to something you said here. The uh, so you were at one point you were probably the funniest pet center sitter in Texas. I mean, there are definitely people who would argue against that. <laughs> oh, really? But um, but I definitely was one of the like most crazy about animals pet sitters. Like I really love animals and so i i would get really attached which is good because i would take good care of people's pets but then also painful because they're not yours you know did you ever think about branching out into like watching children i've done that before and that's even more heart-wrenching because it's really easy to get attached to kids like if you have that maternal or for guys paternal whatever Mm -hmm. instinct it's you know they're they're great and and it's really easy to get attached and then if they're not yours it's like well bye yeah no i see that (laughs) i have uh two daughters like the um there was an end of the school year deal uh with my second grader and her Mm -hmm. teacher was 
started bawling. Yeah. Bawling. And then she's yeah. even she even put together like a little I thought this was really neat. She put together a little summer get together. Like, hey, we're gonna oh, nice. we're gonna set one day and then just we're gonna meet at a park at the school and if anybody if you can make yeah. it, awesome. If you can't, I understand. That's really yeah, I was gonna say teachers to me, especially of little kids, like yeah. I don't know how they do it. Because I w- every year your heart breaks. Sure. And Except uh, there's the shitty kid that you're happy to get rid of, probably. <laughs> yeah, but that's also like, that's so sad when you have a, usually when kids are have behavioral problems, it's because there is problems at home. That's true. And there's not much a teacher can do about that mm-hmm. unless they're like punching the kid. But if it's just yeah. that they're shitty parents, then that's really sad yeah. and hard. But my brother's a teacher. I oh. think he teaches third grade and... And I went to my niece's second grade last day of school two years ago. And like, yeah, I cried because the teacher read this letter. She got choked up. She'd written this letter to the class about them and their progress and all that. And it was it's like, how do they do that? Mm-hmm. How do you say goodbye to all these little people that you've loved for a year and yeah. seen grow? And, you know, I kind of think I could do it. It's but it's hard enough with cats and dogs, you know. With kids, it's too, it's too much. Did anyone ever throw in like, uh, or would you, uh, you know, hey, I'm uh, d- anything besides cats and dogs? I guess that's what I'm getting to. Hey, I did anybody say, hey, I need you to watch my marsupial for the weekend? We did have a um, a giant pot-bellied pig <laughs> whose name was Pig Newton because he loved Fig Newtons. Sure. And he was blind, and he was really grumpy. Oh no! Um, but it was so it was good that he was blind because he wanted to attack, but he couldn't <laughs> find you. <laughs> and um, yeah, I would. They also had two um, pit bulls that were super sweet. One of uh, one of their pit bulls had actually rescued a couple kids out of the river. Wow! In near Austin, and been in the paper because of it. Um, pit bulls, pit bulls tend to get a bad. They can get a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. And I know some of them. Are, if I see a pit bull and I'm walking my dog, I I try to steer clear just because you don't know if it is aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, your my dog is like a giant baby. We would both go down if if something happened. Like <laughs> she wouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pig Newton, you'd have to. Um, Give him his food and then kind of sneak up behind him and just scratch his head a little if you wanted to pet him. And then he would charge sometimes. And if you just held a broom in front of you or he stepped to the side, but if he happened to quickly startle you, you just held a broom in front of you. And when he felt the bristles, he would turn away. <laughs> he was really, he was wacky. I would never have a pig as a pet because they are... There's no getting around how terrible they smell. There's like no, there's no solution. Like dogs, you can bathe, you know, but they're just, it's just their, I think it's their scent and the way they, <laughs> the way they Even live. Even the ones that don't like, that are staying in houses, get, get a stink? Yeah. Oh, the, I didn't well, know that. like... I don't know what the word is, but you know how like any animal that's like a non-domesticated, so not a dog or a cat, yeah. possums, raccoons, their fur is really coarse and they they have a scent that's like a wild animal kind of, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I'll never have a pig. <laughs> so, they're really cute when they're babies and I don't. They are. They're adorable. I don't eat meat anymore because I love animals, although I did after oh. over a... It's been almost a year, and last night I had a s individual um, pizza that had pepperoni on it, which is really not good if you're trying to be a vegetarian, but uh, every place was closed, and the hotel little store had that or like a pie a pot pie which is i refuse to sink to that level no um, don't do that yeah Good so for you. <laughs> wait so you just became a vegetarian a year ago yeah is that what you're saying and there had been a year before that i was vegetarian and then at thanksgiving i ate brisket traditional which, yeah. thanksgiving meal brisket <laughs> yeah texas and uh 
Yeah, and then I haven't eaten meat since then, and I wasn't planning to, and then I was so hungry by the time that I got home. And Do you miss anything? Yeah, I, mi- I love meat. Like, it tastes good. I'm, I miss hamburgers and hot dogs and definitely pepperoni and, like, roast chicken and... You know, sandwiches and stuff. So you're so you're, you've given up drinking. You've given up meat. What yeah. what other fun things have you given up? <laughs> a lot of fun. I gave up smoking because I kept getting bronchitis. Um, and then I gave up sugar because it's similar. It affects me similar to alcohol, where once I have some, I just have a physical craving, or I want more and more, and it's you can't live like that. <laughs> Unless you're like seven years old and you're running around all day, you right. can eat garbage. But how about caffeine? I can't. I can't give it up. I I tried for like a day and a half, and I just without eating desserts anymore. And most of the time, last night being an exception, most of the time I don't eat bread and and pizza and stuff like that. So it's really hard to let go of coffee because it's the only like fun food or drink stimulant yeah yeah and i because i'm vegetarian i i use dairy a lot for my protein and so i get lattes like that'll be my protein for a meal will be a latte and then like vegetables and fruit or whatever i don't trust people that don't like coffee yeah i i'm also appalled when people recommend that I try tea, and I, I'm not saying they're wrong. They are. <laughs> but I've no, there's nothing to me appealing about tea it's at all. It's completely different. Yeah, I don't The get... only thing it has in common is it has caffeine, and it's from yeah. a, you know, it's different. It's completely yeah, different. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me at all. No. So, yeah, I mean, no one ever is like, oh, I can't wait to have this delicious dessert-type tea but with coffee drinks, it's totally even sugar free, which is the kind of stuff I get. It's like a dessert. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Well, we uh, definitely. I'm. I'm assuming this is the longest you've gone in an interview uh, in the last year. Not talking about the incredible TV show you're on. Um. Just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't remember. Um. Partly it's because I'm really long-winded, so I will go off on a long tangent and not give the other person time to talk. So I actually don't, but I don't do a ton of interviews. Like right when it came out, I mean, I don't get asked to do a ton of them. So when it first came out, I did several. Okay, well, uh, rest easy. Podcasts are designed to, you know, tangents, long-winded Okay. This, that's why. That's what this is. You know? Okay. Like. <laughs> okay. Good. A short answer would be much worse. Okay. Good. It'd be much worse. No, not just okay. Good. Explain what you mean by not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Uh, it's awesome. You. Um, I'm assuming the people come up to you at the club. You know, you you have a connection to our hometown boy, Louis. Louis yeah, Anderson. he's so great. You're in his, well, we're in Minneapolis, but St. Yeah. Paul's his town, like it's my town, but uh, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, he's so great. Actually, um, so, yeah, I do people, I, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't talk to anyone at the club last night, anyone in the audience after I was in the green room and I was just talking to Mike, we were just talking about stuff and, um, but uh yeah people people frequently talk about how much they love him and and I met someone at at a Costco in Palm Springs who stopped me and, and she goes hey don't you work with Louie Anderson on that show and then she knew him from here and she was a big fan so that was really cute are you obligated to shop at Costco? I mean, I love it, but... <laughs> From what I've seen of the show. <laughs> it's so fun to go there, but... No, I go... Um, the people that help me get sober um, go on a retreat every uh, first weekend in June in Palm Springs. Oh. And then, so we get every... It's pretty cheap because we buy a lot of our own food. Mm-hmm. There's a kitchen at the hotel that we stay at. So we just go to Costco and get a bunch of stuff. And that's, yeah, that's what I was 
we were doing there. It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. So I've, you mentioned how you met, uh, Zach Galifianakis at a night back in 98. Did, had you right. met Louie before working with him on Baskets? No, I met him on the pilot, and okay. he was super sweet, really, really supportive and encouraging, you know, right out of the gate, just, and so funny, like, uh, the most, the, the time, I can't, I'm, I can't think of how to say it. The most frequent times where people would break the scene and start laughing would be in response to Louie. Sure. So sure. he's great. And thank God Zach was doing it because then uh, he would laugh first and then I felt okay laughing, but I was afraid to get in trouble if I messed up the scene by laughing. So luckily yeah. Zach was constantly laughing at stuff. Because he improv, Louis improved a lot. And Zach did too, but. My, uh, you know, the descriptions of that show. I mean, it uses words weird, strange, heartwarming, bizarre. I mean, uh, in Minnesota, you know, they gave a big... Um, this is going to connect somehow. You're looking at me like, what is he doing here? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Louis is such a, a favorite of Minnesota. That, you know, when that yeah. show came out, they did a lot of local papers did stories about it. And yeah. people like my parents' age that, own, that just know Louis, you know, uh, his stand-up. Right. Uh, wanted to tune into the show. To see what's our guy Louie yeah. up to? That's awesome. <laughs> and then the yeah. reactions, some were like, "What the hell is <laughs> what? Is, what is this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he, is part of the idea, yeah, of, of uh, casting him as a as, as a woman. Yeah, know? it's so weird that the way that he did it. I don't know. Weird's not there. It's amazing to me. Like when Zach, when we first talked about it before the pilot. I was very afraid to do it because I'd never done any acting. Um, That's amazing. And I was just really scared. And uh, so he was telling me about the show and he said Louis Anderson was going to play his mother. And it, I cracked up. Right. It's like, that's going to be so funny. But I didn't realize, and it was so funny, but it, I also, I just couldn't imagine how great Louis was at the heartbreaking stuff and that he didn't play it like a joke. He just played it like, like you don't even, you're not even thinking, oh, this is a guy playing a woman. Or I'm not, I'm just... Like, oh, this is like somebody's mom. Right. And I I, uh, I should say or let you know that I have a, like a, I know Louie, you know, I have uh-huh. a history with him. When I was telling you before we started recording, I did a radio, I worked on a radio show for a long time that has a strong right. relationship with Louie. So I've got to, gotten to know him over the years. Um, he once hooked me up with con- with uh, comedy tickets to a comedy festival in Las Vegas, which oh, is nice. one of my coolest like claims to like, yeah. a celebrity hooked me up That's in awesome. another state. It was wild. Yeah. But, um... Louis is like sincerely like one of the most like, very emotional, yeah. deep, and you know like in strong. You know a lot of his comedy is based on you know his relationship with his parents and his mother, and I mean yeah. it really was perfectly made for him. Yeah, based on all of that. Yeah, it, he's he's so good. It was so it's so fun to get to work with him and Zach. They're both to me. They're and Jonathan, the director. Yeah. Like they're like. To me, they're all geniuses. Like, I can't believe I get to work with them. And Louis got nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, it's really cool. Unbelievable. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> all this praise, now I'm, I'm not going to be a jerk in saying this, but did, <laughs> just because I love Louis, did you ever see when he was on that diving, celebrity no, diving d- TV show? I didn't. I think that that was during a period where I was going to, um, I can't say the the exact name, but I was going to gatherings of people in recovery at night. That's what I was doing all the time at sure. night, I think, when that was on. Because yeah. I'm not just an alcoholic. Like I also go to a different gatherings for people with eating disorders. And that I think that was around that time. Oh, so I okay. wasn't seeing a lot of TV at night. And then when I would watch it, it was usually Law & Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't so, take much research if you on it, on the internet to see that you're a Law and Order fan. It's I well when I weirdly this connection when I first quit drinking, um, but before I met up with 
other alcoholics who weren't drinking and started to um, do the kind of go to their gatherings and do the kind of program they do. Mm-hmm. It was just really hard. I was just doing it, white knuckling it, and I was really miserable. And one of the things I would do to kind of escape is just go to my sister's apartment and watch Law and Order SVU marathons. That was the first time I saw the show. Mm-hmm. So that was early 2004. And then it became like a soothing thing, even though the subject matter is really disturbing. But the cops. Oh, it can be. Yeah. The the cops and the DA, they're like, it's very cut and dry. They're the good guys. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I love it. I love all. I love the new detectives. I miss Stabler. I <laughs> am crazy about Mariska Hargitay. She's oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah. So it's great. I love that. I've caught. I've gotten caught up in a SVU marathon as well. It's f- Netflix when it's on. It probably yeah. still is. I'm guessing. Yeah, and they're on USA all the time. And I also miss Richard Belzer. Yes, he was so great. He was. He's another comic who's like he's great at being funny, but he was also great at the really touching stuff mm-hmm. that he sometimes he would have a serious storyline. You know, there's some strange stat about how many different. TV shows he's played that character on. Yeah. I don't remember it exactly. It's like all the, he's like cameoed on the other Lawn Orders. Yeah. The, you know, the main one that he's on. And he even did the, they also made a, a Muppet out of him. And he did a Muppet, really? uh, a Sesame Street episode as wow. his character. <laughs> That's so cool. There's some little dumb trivia for you as a big That's fan. That's really cool. Yeah. And like the yeah. the the Muppet had on, you know, his dark shades. Yeah. That's so cute. Um yeah, and he was on the show Homicide that that was yes. the predecessor that's to the Law and one. Order. Yes, that's another one that So yeah. That was another one as part of that list. Yeah. He's pretty great. I wanna read something I made myself some notes here about I I love your um description of your acting on baskets and i'm going to read a quote back to you here good actors think about emotion in a scene that didn't even occur to me that's true (laughs) yeah sometimes zach or jonathan would very gently be like um your character is supposed to be feeling this or whatever not like because i would i just was like I know my lines. I uh, got a good night's sleep. I showed up on time. I know my lines. I don't know what more I'm supposed to do. And they would be like, there was one hosp- one of the hospital scenes where we did one take. And then Zach was like, I think that your character is feeling a little concerned and not just like, hey, how's it going or whatever. He was really sweet about it. But that's when I was like, uh, oh, maybe I'm supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to think about this the way really good professional actors think about <laughs> their what the character's supposed to be feeling, you know. Yeah. It just I'm just not good. I didn't have any experience and I also was just really caught up in being terrified that I was going to ruin the show. So anything beyond like know my lines and be nice to everyone not be a entitled a-hole which i haven't encountered actors in the few jobs i've had since then i haven't encountered any of those but i've heard everyone hears sometimes sure, actors are yeah um and then just and then just do whatever jonathan and zach asked me to do to the best of my ability which yeah. sometimes was maybe better than others i don't know but have you ever sat with an audience and watched an episode? We did, um, was it the finale? I did, um, yeah, it was. I did, I opened for Louie at Caroline's in New York the week that they aired the finale, so we, the season finale, so we watched it. Some of the audience stayed after the show and we, they showed it on the club's TV in the showroom. Yeah. Um, Did you like that? It's weird because I am more paying attention to what people are responding to than I am paying attention to the episode, you know? So I watched it again later and uh, there was stuff in it I hadn't known about because they, 
they shot a different ending originally, and then they reshot some of it that was just with Zach. Okay. And so I was surprised. I really liked it. I so that was fun to see, you know. And it's been renewed. That's official. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're starting shooting the middle of September. So that's why I'm moving, driving the dog and cat out there. <laughs> right. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I also saw you. You're gonna be in a spider-man movie yeah <laughs> i don't know why that was made uh an announcement other than comic book people being super they interested want any information in anything. possible yeah yeah because i'm the reason i i'm not i'm so lucky that i got to do it and it was really fun everyone was super nice I totally don't deserve to have been in that movie, but it's a really small part. That's why I was surprised that it that it was a thing on Twitter, you know, like it's not it's not a substantial part. Um and I don't mean that to complain that it's I mean it's good that it wasn't a bigger part. Sure, it is what it is. I got I know I got you. Um cuz <laughs> like my acting range maybe isn't totally suited to an action movie um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know why but it's it was great i'm so i can't believe that they hired me and i got to do it it was really fun when when did they film um a couple of weeks a few weeks ago and uh yeah i loved the the people that i met and worked with and it's crazy i can't I can't believe I got to do it. So, um, have you looked at any of the uh, the articles I saw? And it's all these speculation of what what could her role be? What do you think it is? I have. Have you looked at any of that? No, because I'm always afraid to look at anything because th- I'm afraid somebody will say something mean, and I'm too. Yeah. The internet can bring that out in some people. Um, Although a lot of people are nice on the internet, but yeah, I don't, I haven't. Also, I didn't know that people were even discussing it. I just was like, oh, my friends are posting to Facebook saying congratulations on Spider-Man. That's fun. So I just, I don't want people, I felt weird. Like if I, if I just say like, oh, thanks that I'm sort of contributing to misleading them to think I have a big part. Um, Your name's not going to be second on the poster. No, I mean it'll it'll be a great surprise if it makes it into the credits <laughs> <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it was so fun though, and uh, yeah, that experience was like I realized close to the end of it, like God, this has been as good of a vibe almost because with with baskets, I was. Like Zach has been, we've been friends for a really long time. Yeah. So I loved going to the set every day on baskets and I cried really hard two weeks before it was over when it hit me that it was almost over. And Mm -hmm. then the day we wrapped. Yeah. Um, but I realized on Spider-Man, like towards the last couple of days, like this has been like a, a really nice set, a really good group of people to get to work with every day like the crew and the stunt people and the the drivers and like and then all the actors and ad's and everybody just and the director john watts is super nice you know what is your uh have, <laughs> just had a conversation with somebody about this the other day they asked me if i saw that batman versus superman movie and i said no because i just i've been burned out on bad comic book movies so i don't i kind of yeah. just I really, really pick and choose. I missed seeing Deadpool in the theater, which was a mistake because I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of the genre itself? Uh, um. Or is this un- should, should I not be asking you this? No. Well, you already filmed it. <laughs> I loved um, my my um, the comic book movies that I've seen the most are the Batman with Christian um, Christian Bale. Yeah. Bale, which I love. Me too. Yep. The last one, that the the Dark Knight Rises, I saw it in the theaters, made me cry. Forgot about that. Watched it again on video recently and cried. Oh, no. 
And I already knew what was going to happen, and it still made me cry. And I talked to my friends, guys, and they had the same reaction. I was like, I can't believe I forgot that that movie makes you cry. But it's so good, yeah. But it, I haven't seen the Spider-Man movies. Okay. So. I, are you is the Spider-Man you're going to be in? What it's called? Homecoming. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, sorry, I wrote that down. It's not in front of me. That's here. okay. Uh, that's going to be in 3D. I don't know. I didn't even know that. Oh, no, I'm asking you. You don't. You don't oh. know. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't heard that. That'd be pretty cool if you're in 3D. Yeah, well, (laughs) I don't really know if I would want to be in 3D, but, um, yeah. um, Yes, you do, because how many people could say that could look at themselves? That would be so cool. I'm just not, I never am happy when I watch myself on video, so I, I don't even know. 3D might push me over the edge. Um, we don't want that. Yeah, but they. Yeah, I don't know, but I do. I do know that um, there. Everyone on the set and the the actors that I did the scene I was in were really excited because it was like this is the first. They knew a bunch of stuff I didn't know. Like this is the first time that Marvel is involved in the production of a Spider-Man movie. Oh, I didn't know that either. And that's that's why I think part of why it's called Homecoming. Sure. And uh, people were so happy to be working on it that it made me really realize how lucky I was to be there. Yeah. You know. Um, you, do you realize you're going to have Comic-Con cred for the rest of your life now? What, even if you have a... All I have to do is say that I was in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but what is... Does that translate to cash? Because otherwise... <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know. One of my friends said, well, you could just go and sign pictures at Comic-Con yeah. and make money. And I was like, I would feel really bad asking people to pay money to have a picture <laughs> Of me, I would like it. Would be nice that anyone even wanted that. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have the heart. I don't think to charge money. That seems weird. <laughs> you know, it happens. It's a yeah. business. I don't think I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I would ever tra- turn it into cash. The uh, the Comic Con stuff, but or, or maybe an action figure. I can't imagine that they would make one of my character, but, um, yeah, I don't know. But it is really fun to be involved in something where there's that the fan base of people who are into comic books. Mm-hmm. They're super excited about everything having to do with whatever their comic book yeah. thing is. A lot so. of com- A lot of comics... Uh- Comedians are big into comic books. Yeah. You, you, you must be getting uh, some comments from, you know, your friends and whatnot in the industry. I have some friends who were super excited when they found out. Um, yeah, I've never... There's something... I'm not... I don't... hope this isn't... I hope this doesn't come out bad. I've never been able to get into comic books because of the... There's something about reading it in panels instead of, um, like, I love reading books Mm -hmm. and I love looking at pictures, but when they're together in panels to follow a story, I just, I don't know, I have a hard time with that, uh, what do you call it, medium? Yeah, I I know what you mean, actually. Yeah. But to be honest, I've hardly even tried. <laughs> I mean, I think Fair I've tried enough. a couple times, and I was like, I can't. What's happening? We so. we need to mention the fact you have something in common with former uh, No Laugh Track podcast guests, Matthew Broussard and uh, Buddy Cy Amundsen. You just filmed, recently filmed, Half Hour for Comedy Central. Yeah, that was really fun. We did it in New Orleans, and... Uh, I was so nervous and scared and was really happy when it was over because uh-huh. it was such a, like, dreaming about getting on stage and not knowing my jokes and stuff. Um, but it was really fun. And my two of my best friends from Austin dro- or flew um, into town while I was there and stayed at the same hotel, so we would hang out at night and... Uh, walk around new orleans and stuff it was really fun really i love i was really surprised when i found out i was getting a half hour and i just comedy central has been so great to me i i love them 
So awesome. Have yeah. you seen any of what you recorded that day? No, I don't know if I'll how long it'll take me to work up the nerve to watch it once it airs. But with baskets, it was a little easier because I wear kind of ridiculous clothes and glasses and um, a cast. Yeah, a cast. So a little bit. It's not really looking at how I totally look in real life but mm. yeah i don't know if i'll be able to watch oh, but boy. i'm i'll i might i'm sure i'll try i might then turn it off <laughs> <laughs> it depends but i just found out it's it's airing i think september 30th at midnight so the good thing is at, at midnight if it if it can't if it came out terrible It'll be easy for people no. to avoid it. No, no, at it's midnight. just the wrong attitude. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the but with DVRs and stuff, people can. It doesn't matter it, anymore. You know? Plus, they replay yeah. those things. All, you know, yeah. eight a.m., three a.m., midnight. It, yeah. it will play forever. Well, the crowd was really great, so I definitely didn't feel like I bombed, but I don't. I couldn't totally tell how if it went super well or not because i was nervous the whole time do you is there recordings of you out there for purchase right now no no you've never done yeah. that no no is that no. something you're planning on anytime or uh maybe an album but um i feel like i need to work more like i what i meant to say earlier is um from like Mid 2011 until just this past December, um, I was hardly doing stand up at all. So, because of baskets, I like I had the finances to move to Austin and just focus on stand up for a while. Oh, okay. And then, I mean, not like I had huge finances, and I'm really good at throwing money out the window, but it helped me move there. Uh-huh. And then I just, because I was homesick. And I'd move there for a purpose. I just made myself start doing stand-up all the time oh. there. Um, but I need—I feel like I need to do it all the time a little longer before I try to um, do an hour, which you kind of have to do 45 to an hour for right. an album. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that never happens here. So- Sorry, my phone's ringing. That's Should I answer totally it? Okay. Yeah. Hello, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I'm at, no, I, I didn't answer it. I didn't answer it. Okay, so we got to tell people to look for the half hour in September. You said you mentioned there's some other some other acting that you've done. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm not sure. I cannot remember if I signed a non-disclosure agreement. I definitely did on Spider-Man, but because they put it out that I'm in a, I could, I could talk about how much I loved it, yeah, but yeah. the other, one of the other things I did, I might not be able to say. Oh, that's fine. But then one thing I did was a independent film in Austin called Infinity Baby. Okay. And, um, uh, it was really, I did, I'm actually supposed to, oh, <laughs> I just hit my face on the mic. Um, I'm supposed to shoot a, another little scene for that when I get back to Austin, but that was really fun. I got to work with um, Kieran Culkin. Oh, wow. And uh, he's like a normal, nice, regular person. I always expect kid actors to be crazy. Yeah. And he's totally like just a normal good egg, and so that was fun. Well, that's cool. Any idea when that movie will be floated around him? No, I don't know how f- how long that. I know Spider Man's supposed to come out summer of two thousand seventeen, but they have a lot of special effects and stuff that that I'm sure takes adds time to editing. Yeah. So Infinity ba- Baby might be out before that. I'm not sure. So you're digging the acting. Uh, I I'm definitely enjoying making money. <laughs> <laughs> So that I don't have to go back to a day job yet. Um, I love the act, the stuff I love about acting is like spending all day with a bunch of people 
and you're all working on the same thing, yeah. you know, and everyone treats the actors like they're precious and which I'm not comfortable with, but it's get you, used to it. Well, you definitely can't complain about spending all day with people being like, can I, do you need anything? Can right. I bring you something? Right, right. Um, here's a chair for you. Um, is that a drop of sweat on your forehead? Let yeah, me get that for people you. fuss over you, but, um, but I mostly, I just love being around other people all day. Sure. And usually it seems like people who work on crews on shows and movies are really nice and like really smart and good at what they do. So it's fun to get to be around that, you know? What, uh, we're, is there anything else we should be mentioning? I have a couple more quick questions for you. Is there anything else for you mentioned before we wrap this up here? I'd like to know why it's a secret that Minneapolis has wild bunnies everywhere. Like you never hear about that. And when you're, I've never heard anyone talk about it on TV <laughs> or it's not a thing the rest of the country knows about. Uh, that, that is a great question. And you're hitting, you're, you're hitting me hard here because I, um, do you, do you like seeing the, the bunnies? I love it. My dog is through the roof over it. Um, there's just the way, not as many, but the way that squirrels are in trees and stuff in Austin yeah. and in L.A. Oh, here. And we go outside the hotel and they have all these flowers and stu- uh, landscaping. Yeah. And there's just these bunnies. They're not Everywhere. anyone's pet. No. <laughs> they just these little bunnies little cottontail bunnies just hopping around outside yeah as someone who has been a homeowner in the past with a Mm -hmm. who enjoys gardening i've they've been the bane of my existence several different summers see i they have no natural predators in the city (laughs) they have nothing they just all they get to do is have sex and reproduce and ruin my garden but to me maybe because i grew up without any country stuff like that i mean my dad would have a vegetable garden and gophers would but even i feel like we don't have to grow our own food like we do that people do it as a hobby or or some people are doing it for health reasons because they're afraid of pesticides or whatever but um what's more fun than growing a garden and then having it pilfered by a gopher or a bunny it's so cute that they're stealing (laughs) (laughs) they're stealing our food and totally getting you know what you know the best way to sum that up is when i was a kid i sided with peter rabbit yes now i can see the the uh, old man the gardeners uh you know yeah i I can kind of i could see why he chased him out of the of the garden i would never chase a bunny Uh, i would totally be like i can't believe that there's a bunny i get to have a bunny in the yard we had my dad had plum trees in our old house in the yard and the squirrels will just take <laughs> take one bite and throw it and go to another one take Dicks. a bite throw, yeah i even <laughs> i love that because we didn't need all those plums you know that's true that's true it's cute and funny oh, i love but that you have bunnies here that are just like there's no, they're not, that's not the case in places, other cities, yeah. you know? No. You know, another problem I had with it is uh, they shit so much. And yeah. their little pellets would cover the backyard. <laughs> like, I have kids that don't want to play back here. I can see, like, I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm not a fan of any species uh, waste material. <laughs> but, uh well, nothing good comes for free. You know, that's the price of little bunnies hopping around. Fair enough. That's so cute. Do you ever just look out in the yard at night and they're just hopping around like it's their yard and stuff? Or do they do that during the day? Oh, Martha, I walked into my backyard. This is back when I, I had a house, a uh, big backyard. I walked back there once and I'm like, why isn't... Because they, you know, end up taking... They'll run once they see you. Yeah. Um very fast very fast uh i was like why isn't this bunny taking off (laughs) and then i got closer and she finally did take off it's because she had given birth in my yard oh so you had baby bunnies yes um so she did run and leave her babies 
Yeah, I left him alone, and they, she came back. I mean, I was I wasn't worried that you had done anything, but I was shocked that she abandoned post when she she abandoned her nest instead yeah. of fighting. Well, it would be cute to see a bunny try and fight for take me on. To, yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Round one. What winner gets the yeah. yard back? That's so cute. Yeah, and have you ever seen a newborn bunny? They're not very cute. Yeah, I weird. I'm kind of weird. I used to volunteer at this place outside of LA that had a part of it. It was a like a rescue place for exotic animals, many that should not have been around people. But they had a baby animal trailer, and so any of the rabbits or squirrels or uh, po- not possums, they always look like possums. But yeah, the other do. ones, right? They all look like possums when they're babies. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. So they don't they're not super cute when no. they're really little, but then they get cute pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. No, hairless bunnies are, are are not the cutest. I just have one final question for you. Okay. Do you know how to spell Galfinacus? Yes. G A L I F I A N A K I S. Ding. Yeah, I'm I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do just want to say because I talk so much about Louie but I do really want to say like I I'm so I love Zach so much and like he changed my life in a huge way by putting me on his show but he also m- made that experience really fun mm-hmm. and I already like most people I already loved him cuz he's really funny yeah. and um, but he just is like the best and that's great to hear. I love, I love him so much yeah. and he's so funny and he definitely made me break character and laugh a lot too. He's the best. Yeah. That's gotta so, be a dream. Well, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. He's really nice. He just, when he knew I was really scared and so he would just say like, Hey, just, this is, we're just hanging out. It's no big deal. Don't, none of this matters. It's not just, it's supposed to be fun. That's all we're doing. And you know, he has more riding on that show than anyone. And his attitude was like, hey, we're just supposed to be having fun. So I love him so much. He's really good egg. That's awesome. Do you have any idea when it's coming out on uh, DVD or anything the, for season one? No. I heard recently that maybe it's available on Hulu Plus, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't know. Um, I should maybe f- pay more attention to stuff like that, but I. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to know. And then, uh, and then you then you start filming again in September. You said. Yeah, we just got our start date, so that's exciting. I haven't seen the scripts yet, but I've heard some of the stuff that's going to happen, and I'm really excited. So awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun because it was before and it's almost all the same crew is going to come back and I loved them a lot. So it should be great. That's great. Uh, Well, I this was awesome. uh, It was great to meet you. Continued success, Martha. And uh, thanks, Justin. Yeah, people should definitely. Let's see. Like I said, today's I've been recording these shows on all different days in the last couple of weeks. Thursday, if they're hearing this the day we post it, because we'll post this. As soon as possible. Okay, cool. So people should come out and see you tonight or Friday, two shows, Saturday, two shows. Right. And then you uh, hit the road and drive, drive all the way back home. I'm going to drive all the way home. Maybe we'll get a little bunny uh, stowaway or hitchhiker (laughs) (laughs) ride home with us. So, but thank you for having me, Justin. It was really fun talking to you. Awesome. Thank you. So, okay.